0: Welcome to Mammal Talk, the companion podcast for the Blood Bowl Mid-Atlantic Mauling League. In this episode, we're talking about all 12 teams in Blood Bowl Three. Welcome to episode 24 in this episode, we are talking about the 12 starting teams in blood bowl three, which releases imminently. It's going to release this week on February 23rd. And if you have the brutal edition, it's going to unlock two days early. So that's very exciting. We're going to go over all 12 teams that are in the base game to start with. And, uh, just like last week, uh, this is going to be a very long episode. Uh, it was originally intended to be two episodes, but uh, once again, I didn't find time to edit. And it's so long that I just had to do a quick edit. So, A, I apologize for for the lack of editing in this video. Um, we'll go back to normal next week, I promise. <laughs> and, um, and it's very, very long. I apologize for that as well. But I wanted to make sure we got this out before the game releases, to at least give everyone a chance to have an overview on the 12 teams, how they've changed, and how they operate. So, without further ado, let's get into it. I am joined once again by Artificial Bunny. How's it going, man?
1: It's going great. Got a cat in my lap and book in front of me ready to talk about some of these teams
0: oh it sounds like you're winning or losing depending on how you feel about cats (laughs) (laughs) uh all right with blood bowl 3 on the horizon it releases on uh february 23rd that's just a couple of weeks away we figured we'd talk about the 12 teams that are going to be in the base game we'll talk about uh, how they work now these teams have been changed, right? The rules have been changed for Blood Bowl 2020. Very significant rule difference between BB2020 and the LRB6. Uh, By the way, as an aside, if you are new to Blood Bowl, I will use the terms Blood Bowl 2020, BB2020, and Blood Bowl 3 interchangeably. Blood Bowl 2020 is a particular rule set, is the current rule set of Blood Bowl. That will be the rule set used in Blood Bowl 3 uh, if you hear me say LRB6, I will use that interchangeably with Blood Bowl 2. Blood Bowl 2 uses, uh, for the most part, the LRB6, which was the rule set for the longest time in Blood Bowl, but now um, the rules have pretty significantly changed. If you want to hear what those changes were, you can check our previous episode, episode 23, in this episode, and most likely next week's episode, unless we have nothing to say about these teams. <laughs> um, We're going to talk about the 12 teams uh, that's that will be in the base game of Blood Bowl 3, how they have changed from Blood Bowl 2, what the new skills mean, uh, and all that good stuff. So this will be a a good jumping off point to figure out what team you might want to play in Blood Bowl 3 when it releases in just a couple of weeks. The first thing to talk about, I think, are is this concept of special rules. So in Blood Bowl 3, teams have... Special rules potentially uh, assigned to them, and there are two types of special rules. There are regional special special rules, and there are team special rules. Regional special rules are just uh, basically they're just a little string, they're just a little phrase that tells you what inducements they have access to, and these are thematically they're based on like leagues or competitions or whatever that uh, that a team has traditionally participated in. Doesn't really matter. Uh, but when you see a special rule, know that that means oh, there's there's some sort of inducement that they uh, they're going to have access to. There are not a lot of special team, uh, regional special rules that really apply in uh, these first twelve teams, uh, but we will bring up when they do. There are eight different regional special rules. They are called Badlands Brawl, Elven Kingdoms League, Halfling Thimble Cup. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Lustrian Super League, Old World Classic, Sylvanian Spotlight, Underworld Challenge, and World Edge Super League. Again, those actual words don't matter. It's just when you see that phrase, you know that there's something up in the inducement phase for that team. They get some sort of yeah. benefit for that.
1: Usually it's the star players that they can take. And we'll see how many of those actually make it into the opening of Blood Bowl 3.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, so there are, there are some basic inducements that are affected, but yeah, star players, uh, the new coaches, the new, uh, referees as well. I imagine all of that's going to come into play. I, I, I'm really excited for that stuff. I don't know how much of that will be in Blood Bowl 3 when it releases. Probably none of it, but, uh, man, I, I I hope it is (laughs) because I think that's really fun. The other type of special rules are team special rules. These are things that actually modify the game in some way for that particular team. And again, when we come across that, we'll bring it up and we'll mention how those work. Uh, all right. Why don't we just do this in alphabetical order? What do you say? What do you, why don't we start with a brand new team in Blood Bowl? The, the Black, Black Orc team? Yeah. <laughs> so we've seen Black Orcs before in Blood Bowl. They just played for the Orc team. Now yeah. they kind of don't. They're named something a little different. They broke away. <laughs> That's right. The Black Orcs have their own team now they're so I'm uh, you know I'm fairly new to Blood Bowl 2020 and so I in doing my homework for uh, this episode, I, I was looking over the rosters looking over the new skills and traits and I gotta say after looking over looking over black Orcs they they look like bettered lizards. What do you think about this team? I don't know if I'd call them better lizards,
1: but they're they definitely seem to be kind of based on that concept. They're a bit slower, bit brawlier. They start with some uh, pretty, pretty good combat skills and uh, they're big guy, I don't know, not quite a Croxagore, but just a really different flavor.
0: Yeah, so uh, before we talk about the team, we should mention the tiering system that Games Workshop has applied to teams. They bucket teams into three different tiers. The best teams being in tier one, the worst teams being in tier two. They categorize the Blackworks as a tier two team. Blackwork teams have access to three players. Their special rules are Badlands, Braw, and Bribery and Corruption. Bribing, bribery and Corruption are going to give them a discount on um, on paid off refs and uh, and bribes, right? So the their their uh, cheating refs are going to be for, they go down from 120k to 80k. And their bribes go from 100k to 50k, which is great, right? That means oh, absolutely uh, <laughs> for 50k, of course you're taking a bribe. So they only have access to three players on their roster. The first are their linemen. They're called the Goblin Bruisers. They cost a, a paltry 45k. They come in with a stat line of six ma two strength. They have a three plus ag. They have a four plus passing attribute, and they have an av of eight. So they're fairly brittle, not very strong. They're basically like lizardmen skinks in my mind.
1: Yeah, or they're kind of like, uh, I mean, they're basically the goblins from the goblin team, except with that thick skull, they're a lot harder to take off the pitch. They don't KO nearly as easily as the old ones.
0: Yeah, so the skills they have, skills and traits, I should say, and if you're new to Blood Bowl, uh, the difference between a skill and a trait. Skills are things that are in certain buckets that players can learn. Traits are things that players have that can't be learned. They have four. They have Dodge, Right Stuff, Stunty, and Thick Skull. So Dodge is going to give them a free reroll when they try to dodge away. It also means they can treat a Defender Stumbles result as a push result. Right Stuff means they can be thrown by a teammate, and we'll see who can throw them in just a minute. They are Stunty. Stunty means that... They don't get the negative modifiers for being marked when they take dodges. This is great, right? This means that these players can just sort of dodge around the pitch. They can scurry through defensive lines or even offensive lines. Really difficult to sort of pin down. And then they have the Thick Skull. The Thick Skull is going to make them uh, a little more resilient. Stunty and Thick Skull combo together fairly well, right? So in Blood Bowl 2, Stunty affected the... The injury table, right? So Stunty said that actually on a... So in Blood Bowl 2, it was uh, an 8 or a 9 on the injury table. You got a KO, a 10 plus, you got a uh, casualty. Stunty players, uh, a 7 got treated as a KO as well. It's a little bit different here. 7 still, K- seven still K- KOs you, but it's 7 and 8, and 9 has been changed. So Nine is no longer a KO. Nine is just a straight badly injured on the, casualty, uh, on the casualty table. So instead of taking the KO on the nine, now you're just getting a straight – it's the, the quote-unquote good casualty, but you're still getting a casualty <laughs> on a nine. So I think this makes Stunty a little more brittle, in my opinion. We talk about Thick Skull um, and how that pairs, uh, I think, pretty well with Stunty, and I think what that pairing means that these players. So, so thick skull means it's it's sort of the opposite, right? So on thick skull, uh, it's only a nine that KOs you. But when you get and then an eight is treated as a stun. Uh, but when it's paired with Stunty, you only get KO'd on an eight. You get stunned on a seven. That nine is still a a um, badly injured or yeah badly injured casualty. Yes. But I think that's a great pairing for for a player oh, like yeah. this.
1: It it does like increase their resiliency by a lot.
0: Yeah, um you can bring 12 of these on a on a black orc team. They're super duper cheap. Uh, MA6 is pretty decent. Uh, I like these a lot. I can't imagine you're ever going to have 12. Um maybe <laughs> maybe if you're just really afraid of losing them. But man, that's a lot of TV to put on your <laughs> roster.
1: <laughs> maybe if you lose your entire team and have to a dream.
0: <laughs> sure as 45k it it's not bad as a filler like if you lose a black orc which we'll talk about in a second uh just to, just to avoid the loner roll or something but uh, they have primary access to agility skills that's great <laughs> that's great it's gonna give them a, a rougher time to access block right you have a, this stunty dodge player you want to pick up block they're gonna have to pay a little bit more for it in this game.
1: Yeah, but for that first level up, it's only going to be, what, 12 SPP to get block on them? It is. And they're the ones that are going to be handling the ball, so that's only three touchdowns. Or sure. four touchdowns, I mean.
0: Yeah, it should be noted, though, that in the LRB6 and Blipble 2, it was six SPP to level up level one. That's still kind of the same. If it's It's the same if you want to take a skill from your primary bucket, but if you want to take a skill from your secondary bucket that's not random, it's going to cost you double. But still, I'd probably save up to pick up that block. I mean, it's so invaluable on a player like this.
1: At least on one. you know.
0: Sure. Next up are the Black Orcs. You can pick up six of these. I mean, I just got... I I had flashbacks (laughs) of Sauruses when I saw this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can you imagine (laughs) if Sauruses
1: started with grab and brawler
0: brawler no no i can't imagine
1: that <laughs> no i can imagine that and i don't want to <laughs> Sora says with combat skills
0: yeah uh, this is what i was driving at when i said i thought they were a little bit better lizardmen but uh six black orcs can be on this team they cost 90k they have a stat line of 4ma four, 4 strength that's important plus 4 agility that's i mean that's not a lizard right That's better than a lizard. Right. That's great. Uh, They even have a passing stat. They have a a, a passing attribute of five plus. Not great, but they can (laughs) chuck the ball. (laughs) And then they have a huge, huge AV of 10 plus. Uh, As you mentioned, they have two skills. They have Brawler and Grab. Brawler's new to the game. Brawler means that if you roll a both down result, you can decide, you can elect to re-roll that one die, which I think is very interesting in this game. I've heard a lot of players talk about Brawler as like as like a poor man's block or a, a lower block, but I disagree.
1: Well, it can't be used on a blitz, keep in mind.
0: That's right, it has to be used on a block, right? But the way I see it is, if you're taking a block, there, there aren't a whole lot of skills in the game that allow you to re-roll a part of your dice pool, right? So you're usually either re-rolling the whole pool and hoping for the best or or not. I see brawler as i chuck two dice or maybe even better i chucked three dice and maybe my result is okay maybe I got a push result and i'm fine with that but i got one uh, both down result i can i can go for that better die right I can go for that pal with brawler So I think Brawler's a pretty good skill, uh, especially as a skill to start off with. As a skill to pick up later, I don't know, but as a skill to start off with, I'll absolutely take it.
1: Yeah, and pairing that with Grab is really interesting because you could, uh, if you get a push, just pass off that player to the next Black Orc down the line, or wherever you need to take them, and (laughs) keep marching them around to your other players, and... You can really control a lot of the pitch that way.
0: Yeah, so grab is like the the opposite of sidestep, right? Correct. Grab lets the attacker pick a player and say, you know what? Actually, uh, instead of pushing you back, I'm going to shove you around. So I'm going to put you here into an adjacent space. And then you can obviously you can put them into a space where they can take another block or something like that. Or even better, put them in a space that puts them out of position. I think grabs a good skill. Grab negates something too, right? It does it negate sidestep?
1: Yes, it does.
0: That's that's awesome. <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> that's huge. Like uh, sidestep is often often a pain in the neck for a lot of players. We've seen sidestep on war dancers is a pain in the neck. Uh, a sidestep on any sort of catcher is a pain in the neck, sidestep on a skink. In this case, on a Goblin Bruiser. I can see that as being a pain in the neck as well. So uh, Grab grabs a great skill to have right out of the gate at level one. They have access to general and strength skills as their primary buckets. Um, I don't see I really don't see anything wrong with these players.
1: No, they're really good. Yeah, they're a little slow, but they're really good.
0: They are a little slow. They don't have that SARS Ma6. I will say that they only have an Ma4. That's that's dwarf territory. But other than that, they will punch you in the face and knock your eyeballs back out through the back of your skull. So, <laughs> uh, I think they're, I think they're a great positional for this team. And really, they're the meat and potatoes of a black Orc team, in my opinion. Final positional they have they have a big guy. They have a trained troll. They can pick up one of these. They come in at 115k. They have an MA of 4, strength of 5, an AG of 5+, plus, a PA of 5+, and an AV of 10+. plus. Their primary skill bucket is strength. Naturally, they're a troll. They have – we'll go over all of these. They have a ton of skills and traits. They are always hungry. They have a loner, a plus 3 loner, which we'll talk about. They have mighty blow. They have projectile vomit, really stupid, regen, and throw teammate. What does all that mean? Well – Throw teammate gives them the ability to throw anybody who has the right stuff. That's gonna be their goblin bruisers. Always hungry. You often see this paired with a player that can throw a teammate. This means <laughs> before he chucks that player, he's gonna roll a d6. Basically, on Snake Eyes on a 2d6, he's gonna eat, he's gonna eat the player he's throwing, but he's gonna roll a D6 if he rolls a one. He's going to roll another D6. If he rolls a one again, he eats that player. And keep in mind, this is a player that cannot be saved by an apothecary. He's been digested. You can't <laughs> save that. <laughs> so, Chomping goblins. Uh, that's right. <laughs> um, if you fail that first roll, but you succeed the second roll, then it's just a fumbled player, basically. Otherwise, he can throw the player like normal. He has loner plus three. What does that mean now in the game?
1: it's so much better. It's if you're going to use a re-roll on him instead of the normal 50, 50 chance of just kind of losing that re-roll and having to take the, or take what you rolled to begin with, you now have a 66% chance to pass. And that's
0: huge. Absolutely. Loader Lunar now can be different per player. It's in, Blood Bowl 2, it was always a 50-50, exactly like you said. But now it can be different. And in this case, on a trained troll, because he's trained, he's, he has a modicum of social skills. His (laughs) loner, his loner role now succeeds on a 3 plus instead of a 4 plus. I think that's a great change to the game. Yeah. He has Mighty Blow. Mighty Blow works exactly the same way as it did in the LRB 6. Uh, there is a plus one next to it, which implies that Mighty Blow can go to plus two, which scares the living daylights out of me. But that's not the case here. The train troll has a Mighty Blow plus one. He has projectile vomit. So we should talk about this. Uh, the first thing I said to myself when I saw this was um, chainsaw, right? Yeah,
1: it's more like
0: stab
1: with the ability to kick back like a chainsaw.
0: Yeah, exactly Right. So Projectile Vomit is a special action that the troll can do. It's a block, basically. In lieu of a block, you can Projectile Vomit. Um, When you Projectile Vomit, which is going to be a phrase I don't (laughs) want (laughs) to (laughs) say, but you choose an opposing player. Again, it's just like a block. Uh, You do it in lieu of a block, but you don't have to make the block roll. It goes straight to armor. Um, but first you have to roll a d6 on a one you vomit all over yourself <laughs> and then you're the one that's going to get knocked down it's going to be an armor roll
1: you know eating uh, goblins all the time sometimes gives you indigestion
0: that's right <laughs> you've got to have a well-balanced diet you just can't eat goblins all the time you've got to you got to get some greens in there maybe an apple something <laughs> um this is great uh There's no limit on the number of players that can do this, but a single player can only do this once. So if you had a frenzy, you can't frenzy projectile vomit, Um, (laughs) 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 which is a terrifying thought. (laughs) Just just imagining someone just running down the the street. (laughs) Excuse me, I have to go frenzy projectile vomit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they are really stupid as well. Uh, really stupid works exactly the same way it did in Blood Bowl Two. Uh, he's got uh, he needs the help of his his buddies in order to take his turns. Uh, before he takes an action, he's got to roll a d6. If he has an allied player adjacent to him, he's going to succeed on a two plus. Otherwise, he's going to succeed on a four plus. Uh, if he fails, he's going to lose his tackle zones and stare into space, which is uh, no good. Um, he has regen, which is great. That means if he gets, uh, if he takes a casualty, he's gonna roll a d6 on a four plus. He doesn't take the casualty at all. The casualty gets discarded. Uh, I appreciate this very much as a, uh, as an undead coach this season. So I have a lot of regen. Uh, regen's a great skill. Um, what do you think about this train troll? I think this is not a bad big guy.
1: I think it makes the troll, which was Kind of lackluster at times, just like a million times better.
0: Yeah, it, it's man, better loner. You've got the mighty blow, you now have access to this projectile vomit. Uh, and then uh, as always, you could still threaten the throw teammate. Um, really great player, in my opinion. I, I'm, I think Black Orc. When I first looked at a Black Orc roster, I was like, I don't, I don't get it, I don't understand what Black Orcs do. Um, and maybe I still don't, but. Man, I still get lizard vibes from this. I'm, I look at this and I'm like, oh, all that strength. And he's got a decent big guy and he has brawler and grab on his, uh, SARS. I'm sorry, his black orcs. Uh, it, it's a scary team to think about going up against, especially if you're one of the more fragile ones.
1: Yeah. It's, it's really a giant green wall. <laughs>
0: well said. <laughs> rerolls for the Black Orcs cost sixty k to start with. Remember that if you don't buy a reroll before your first game, so when you when you build your team, rerolls are going to cost uh, for this team sixty k. Once you've played your first game, rerolls for any team double. So sixty uh, k is uh, pretty average, I think. Yeah,
1: that's
0: not bad. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing Black Orc teams uh, take to the pitch. In Blood Bowl 3, uh, I think they're very interesting. Uh, speaking of interesting, next up we have the Chaos Chosen. So this, I'm very intrigued by this. So Chaos Chosen, this is, uh, in my opinion, effectively the replacement for Chaos teams in Blood Bowl 2. Um, there are two Chaos teams we're going to talk about. There's Chaos Chosen and Chaos Renegades. Um, Chaos Chosen are like, they're a team of Chaos players for a given chaos god, right? They they are they are corn's chaos players. They are dedicated to corn or they're dedicated to Nurgle or something and we'll talk about well let's talk about that right now. Their special rule is called favored of. So you can be the favored of a chaos god. You can be the favored of Corn, of Nurgle, of Slaanesh, of Slannet, of Slaanesh or of Zinch, which I never know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but I think that's what it is.
1: <laughs> Sounds um, good
0: to me. F- <laughs> uh, those are the four chaos gods, but you there's a fifth option. You can simply be the favorite of chaos undivided. You just... You are all about chaos as an ideology. <laughs> You're just pure chaos. Now, this special rule doesn't mean anything in and of itself, um, but... Uh, there's all sorts of right. Uh, there's all sorts of special inducements that you can pick up that depend on your, on your favored status. And what's really cool about this is when you build your team, you choose who you're the favorite of. Uh, you choose your alignment before you start the game. I think that's really neat. I like that a lot. Yeah, what a fun thing! You're like, you know what? This season, I'm, I'm the favorite of Nurgle. Nurgle, I'm their guy. <laughs> that's who I am. Uh, the roster is very similar to chaos that we've seen before. Their their linemen are the beastmen runners. You can take a full sixteen of these suckers. Sixty k is what their cost is. They have an MA of six, a strength of three, an AG of three plus, a PA of four plus, and an AV of nine plus. Not bad at all. As always, they have horns. Horns is going to give them a plus one to their strength on their blitz. Uh, that hasn't changed. Their primary buckets are general, uh, general mutations and strength. Uh, really, not a lot has changed here between Beastmen on the Chaos Team and Beastmen here in BB Twenty Twenty, right?
1: Yeah, I believe these are pretty much exactly the same.
0: Yeah, and they were they were good. They were good in Blood Bowl Two. I can't see any They're, reason why they wouldn't really be good in Blood Bowl Three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 60 K is, is, uh, not cheap, but not terribly expensive. Um, next up they have their, their, uh, they're really their only other positional, right? They can pick up four of them. They're called the chosen blockers. These are expensive. They come in at a hundred K a piece. They have an MA of five, a strength of four, an AG of three plus, a PA of five plus, an AV of 10 plus, and they start with absolutely no skills Whatsoever, Their primary bucket is everything... Well, I shouldn't say everything. It's general mutation and strength. Um, what's your opinion on these players?
1: Yeah, they're pretty much the same as the blockers on the original Chaos team, but they're just a little worse at passing the ball.
0: Yeah, five plus at, at passing is not, uh, not great, especially if you're going to pass at distance. Uh, they do have access to a big guy, they get a choice of one of three. They can pick up one of three. This is the big difference between
1: the old chaos and this team.
0: Hmm. Yeah. They have uh, access to three different big guys and they're all pretty different. First up is the chaos troll. We talked about a train troll on the blackboard team is a chaos troll. He's a, he's a little wackier. He's a little zanier. Uh, <laughs> he costs the same. He's at 115. Uh, stat line is identical. It's MA four strength five. AG5 plus, PA5 plus, AV10 plus. Uh, I think their skills are the same except for loner as well, right? They're always hungry. They have mighty blow, projectile vomit, really stupid regen, throw teammate. Their loner's a little worse. Their loner is the old loner. So their loner's at a four plus. Their primary bucket's a little different as well. Being chaos, they have access to mutations. So chaos has always been defined by their access to mutations, right?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so every single player on a Chaos team is going to have access to mutations. Uh, this Chaos Trolls, no different mutations and strength are their primary bucket. Um, I feel like this is the budget choice, kind of. I mean, you really can't argue
1: with a troll with tentacles if you want to take up a lot of space on the
0: pitch. So Right. The, 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 big, the big get here for a, a Chaos Troll versus, say, a Train Troll is that access to mutations. Same cost, otherwise... Um, So it's, I would argue, never having played with a Chaos Troll (laughs) in these new rules, uh, I would argue this one's a little bit better just because of the access to mutations that he has.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Projectile Vomit seems like it could be really good if you're going up against a team that was heavy on dodge. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. The other... or. The next big guy they have access to is a chaos ogre. So this is uh, a lot more expensive at 140k. That's an extra, extra 25k you have to spend. You're picking up an MA at MA five. Strength is still five. Your AG is getting better at a four plus. PA is a five plus. AV is a ten plus. These ogres are pretty much the ogres we've all (laughs) come to know and love. They're boneheaded, they have a loner uh, 4 plus, they have mighty blow, thick skull, and throw teammate. We've talked about all those skills already except for bonehead. If you are new, bonehead has not changed in the game. Uh, Before you take your action, you roll a d6. If you roll a 1, you stare off into space until you activate in a future turn. Uh, But more importantly, you lose your tackle zone. So this makes. Activating an ogre or activate activating a boneheaded player really tricky, right? Because if if he's active and he has tackle zones, he has a strength of five. That's really powerful for pitch control. But if you try to do something with him and you lose your tackle zones, you might be in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah. Although, of the three, I have to say the ogre is probably the one you'd want to go for if you're looking to have the most reliable big guy on this team. Because it's only one like one plus role to do anything with him. So
0: yeah, I would agree. I don't I or don't think it's the most plus, fun sorry. player.
1: Oh definitely not.
0: <laughs> but I do think it's probably the most reliable player. Uh I'm a big fan of ogres. Uh, uh my favorite team is a is a human team. Uh before before Mammal, before Blood Bowl two, or even before Blood Bowl one, uh I was fully dedicated to humans. I love them so much. <laughs> um but uh, I I like having a, an ogre on my on a human team. I mean, strength five is just so good for controlling the pitch. I, you know, you can leverage that to just basically shift the action one way or the other on the pitch. Strength five is so hard for most teams to come up against. They don't want to dedicate so many players to trying to get the two die on a strength five player.
1: Yeah. Now give that ogre claws with six spp.
0: Right. Chaos ogres have access to mutations as every single chaos player does. Yeah. That's, that's huge. That's, that's scary. In fact, <laughs> <laughs> the final big guy that chaos chosen has access to is my favorite big guy. <laughs> On this roster, and that's the Minotaur. A little bit more expensive. They come in at 150k. That's that's quite expensive for a player. They have an MA of five, strength of five, AG of four. They cannot pass at all. They have a null passing stat. Um, well, I should clarify. We talked about that in the last episode. They could try to pass, but it would just automatically fumble. Or they could hand off. They can hand off. Yeah, passing stat doesn't matter for handing off. Um, they they lose a point of AV. They're down to an AV of 9+. plus. They have Loner. They have a 4-plus Loner, which I'm probably going to start just calling the standard Loner as we move forward. Um, they have Frenzy, Horns, Mighty Blow, Thick Skull, and Unchanneled Fury. So Unchanneled <laughs> Fury is the new wild animal, right?
1: Correct. It's basically yeah. the same as the old wild animal.
0: Yeah, so they're going to... Uh, They're going to roll a D6 before they take their action. If it's a block or a blitz, they succeed on a 2+. plus. Otherwise, it's a 4+. plus. If they fail, they're just going to just shout and rage and stay put. Um, Frenzy. uh, We're all familiar with frenzy. Frenzy means that if you take a block, whether that's part of a blitz action or not, A, if it's a push, you must follow up. And B, if it's the first block, you immediately take a second block. This can be very, very strong in the hands of a skilled coach or very, very devastating in the hands of a new coach, right?
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah, the, the problem with frenzy for new coaches is, is that the follow-up block, uh, you can find yourself in it. If, if you're not careful with setting up your frenzy blocks, you can be in a position where the follow-up block is going to be an uphill block, and that, that can be devastating for a drive. Um, but... If you keep that in mind and you set up these frenzies, well, now you could surf one more space away, right? You, you've cut off a whole column of safety from the opposing team. They're going to have to be uh, one more space off the sideline if they don't want to, you know, if they don't want to get surfed off the pitch. Uh, it gives you that many more block dice if you're really trying to take out a key player. Uh, Frenzy can be really, really good combined with horns. I, minotaurs are really, really scary a- and mighty blow. What? How? Ha! ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, minotaurs are really good at getting like those double three die blocks and.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: tossing six dice at someone, you are very likely to get a pow.
0: Indeed, uh, nine plus is not as resilient as an ogre or a troll, but still. Not really. I wouldn't call them brittle. I think uh, one of the mammal coaches, Merrick, might might claim otherwise. <laughs> but uh, he, had, uh, he had a woeful time with his Minotaurs when he played Chaos in Season 2. Uh, <laughs> they have access to strength skills and, of course, mutations. Um, rerolls cost 60K. Uh, I don't know. This seems like uh, standard Chaos. I know... Claw Mighty Blow and Piling On has been nerfed in BB2020 rightfully so but otherwise I still think this is a pretty solid team what do you think
1: Yeah they're still just a great combat team that's very customizable
0: Yeah I would I would even argue this is uh still uh, I'd still consider them a kill team like you're still going to kill them up to try to to try to take players off the pitch and they seem well suited to do it Uh if I didn't mention Games Workshop considers them tier 2 uh, we'll see about that. But uh, <laughs> next up, Chaos Renegade. So this is a different sort of Chaos team. In fact, there's a couple of these teams uh, that I'm going to call, I don't know, mixed teams, legal mixed teams, should we say. Um, very interesting Inverfed. team. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, they're very different from Chaos Chosen. They're Chaos Renegade uh, they still get to choose who they're favorite of. That's their special rule. Uh, GW considers them a tier two team. Boy, uh, where to start with these guys? So they have a bunch of positionals. We'll talk about the linemen. Uh, first up, they have renegade human linemen, right? So these are 50K linemen. That's not too expensive. They're humans, so they have an MA of six strength of three ag of three pa of four av of nine that is not a bad stat line at all they don't start with any skills but they have access to general and do my eyes deceive me they are humans with access to mutations wow oh wow
1: (laughs) yeah that's pretty much the only (laughs) only way these guys are any good really
0: yeah um I think it's a decent stat line uh, for a cost of 50K. Eh, you can take 12 of them. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> next up, they can bring a human thrower, a renegade human thrower. They can only have one. They cost 75K. It's an MA of 6, strength of 3, AG of 3, plus, PA of 3, plus, AV of 9. Plus. They have access to general, mutation, and passing skills. They have pass. They have a safe pair of hands, and they have animosity. Pass is going to give them the free reroll on their pass. A safe pair of hands does something I don't remember.
1: If you get blocked, you can choose which
0: square to That's right. Leave the ball. If you get blocked down with a safe pair of hands, you get to choose which adjacent. It doesn't bounce out of your hands. You choose which... Adjacent empty space the ball's gonna go into, which is actually, I think is really good, right? Because a lot of plays in Blood Bowl, you'll, you'll go for that big play where you're like, this is my chance to go get that ball. I'm gonna pick that ball up with a player who is unprotected because the chances are, due to my formation, that when he blocks me down, if I get knocked down, the ball's going to scatter in a favorable position for me. Well, now with a, a safe pair of hands, you don't have to worry about the scatter. The ball will go into a favorable, uh, favorable position for you. So I think it can make those big plays um, all the more exciting. And I think it's a decent skill.
1: Yeah. Although, just overall, I'd say that this human thrower is not very good.
0: <laughs> I think for the cost, I think it's way overcosted. Seventy-five k. Like I, I'm having trouble justifying the price. And.
1: Having a passer with animosity to all players is real bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Animosity means we've seen animosity on underworld teams in World Bowl two. Animosity means that there are certain races of players that the player uh, will absolutely refuse to give the ball to. Well, not absolutely. I should say, doesn't want to give the ball to, right? In the case of a chaos renegade team, all the players with animosity—they have animosity toward every other player on the roster, <laughs> and that's the case with the human thrower. So if he wants to hand off or pass, he's got to roll a d6 first. On a one, he's going to say, "No, nah, I'm not giving the ball to you. Forget it." Um, which can be really scary, right? Like that's that's oh, yeah. that's tough. Um, that makes it a much much more difficult in my mind to justify a 75k thrower somebody who wants to get rid of the ball
1: yeah i think it's terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, next up, they can pick up a renegade goblin. This is another one I'm, I'm having a tough time wrapping my head around. 40k is very inexpensive. They have an MA of six, strength of two, AG of a three plus, PA of a four plus, AV of an eight plus. They are also, or rather, they have animosity to all of their teammates. They have dodge, right stuff, and stunty. They have access to agility, uh, agility skills, and mutation skills in their primary bucket. Uh what's what's the point of this just to ha- to chuck them? I don't know. Two heads? Two heads, yeah,
1: two heads is good. Like I mean two heads and be the player that you toss the ball to if you can pass that animosity roll. And remind us
0: what two heads does.
1: Uh it makes it uh one easier to dodge. And since the Goblin is stunty, you're basically dodging into as many tackle zones as you can see on the pitch on a 2+. plus. So they can just run right through just mobs of other players.
0: Yeah, it makes them—that uh, that stunty dodge player, it makes him uh, all the more of a, an annoyance. <laughs> uh, Two-heads is a great pickup on a Goblin— you can only have one, yeah. so you're gonna have to keep them safe if you pick them up.
1: Weirdly enough, I think this is one of the better players on this team.
0: Why is that? Is that because of his act, his ability to to grab a ball and just skitter through a line? Absolutely. Next player on the roster, they can pick up just one. That's a renegade orc. Fifty k is what they cost. They have an MA of five, a strength of three, an AG of three plus, a PA of five plus, an AV of ten plus. They start with no skills except animosity towards all of their teammates. They have access to general and mutation skills in their primary bucket. What do you think about this orc? He's good to babysit a troll with. Uh,
1: hard to take off the pitch. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, he's not amazing. Yeah, costs the same as a human lineman. He trades an MA for an AV. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, this team is a hard one for me to really... Figure out its its value. GW consider it's a tier two. I I disagree, GW. <laughs> I don't I don't really. Uh, well, we'll get through the players. Maybe we'll we'll spot something. But I, I have a tough time wrapping my head around this this roster. The next thing they can pick up is a renegade Skaven. So you can see thematically, they just have access to basically all of the different races. Not literally all, but they have all these different races. They can pick up. One of each, basically, except for their linemen. Um the Renegade Skaven, they cost fifty K. You can only have one. They have an MA of seven, strength of three, A G of three plus, PA of four plus, A B of eight plus. They have no skills, but they are also uh they have animosity against all their teammates. They have access to general and mutation skills as well. Honestly, uh I, I could see you picking this guy up as a as a as a passer. Yeah. I could see taking them
1: and then that can be your player to give a random mutation skill to for three SPP.
0: Sure. Sure. And it gives you a little more, a little more leeway for how you want to level them up. What's, what's so valuable about mutation skills is that they're, they just kind of run the gamut, right? Like if you have access to agility skills, you're, you're building an agility player. If you have access to strength skills, you're building a strength player. If you have access to mutations, you're kind of building whoever you want, so um, you, you could get this guy out. You know, really, kind of however you want it, you, you want to, you want to play him.
1: Two heads might be decent as a runner since they are a movement of seven.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, they are the fastest players on the roster as well at the MAF seven, which is pretty decent speed. It's not super fast, but it's it's certainly not slow. Um, the final normal player they can have on the roster, normal meaning not a big guy, is uh, a renegade dark elf. They come in at seventy-five k. They have an MA of six, a strength of three. Oh, they're an elf, right? They've got that AG of two <laughs> plus. They have a PA of three plus. They have an AV of nine plus. No skills. They do have animosity against all their teammates. They have access to agility skills, general skills, and mutation skills. A dark elf with a mutation is is just an affront. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, Blodge and
1: Claws or something like that.
0: Yeah, something wacky. Uh, they are really expensive, though. It's 75k. I mean, elves tend to be expensive. Yeah. Um, do you see a place for this player?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say this is another one of your scoring threats, like someone who's good at running.
0: Mm-hmm. And ag two AG2 means you can be a passer or a catcher or a whatever. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. we BB- is uh, <laughs> not <Yeah>.
1: great, but
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. We're in BB 2020 town. <laughs> their, their passing skills, a three plus you don't roll a G anymore. Um, but, uh, still it's the, it's the best passing skill they have access to, uh, other than their thrower, of course. And the thrower would be a better passer in that case because of the pass skill. Um, all right. Well, they have access to big guys, uh, their choice of big guys as well. As opposed to Chaos Chosen, they get to choose up to three big guys from a uh, a selection of four.
1: This is kind of the fun of the team. Really? Well, I mean, a wall of three big guys on <laughs> on your team <laughs> can be pretty intimidating to go up against. Very true.
0: It, You're going to be paying a lot of money for it.
1: Yeah, and it's also kind of the weakness of a team where uh, if three of those big guys decide to roll ones on their activations, uh, <laughs> you're you're not having a great game.
0: <laughs> That's right. Big guys uh, almost always come with mega traits, uh, as we've we've uh, touched on with the previous two teams we talked about. They have access to a renegade troll. It costs 115k. This is their cheapest big guy. It has a stat line of four ma five strength. Five plus agility, five plus PA, ten plus AV. They're always hungry. They have a four plus loner, mighty blow, projectile vomit, really stupid regen and throw teammate. They have access to strength skills in their primary bucket. Pretty, pretty standard troll, yeah? Yeah. Uh, except the
1: mutations on secondary.
0: That's right. They have uh, access to mutation skills as their secondary skills. That's going to hold true for all of these big guys. The next one they have access to is a Renegade Ogre, uh, a big bump up in cost to 140 a stat line of 5MA, five, 5 Strength, 4 plus AG. Uh, they cannot pass, or they, they have a null passing stat, and they have a 9 plus AV. They have a 4 plus loner, Frenzy, Horns, Mighty Blow, fix Skull, Unchanneled Fury, um, just like the Minotaur we saw in Chaos Chosen. Um, I, I like him I like them. Yeah. Good, solid, big guy. Indeed. I think I skipped over uh, Renegade Ogre, didn't I? <laughs> the Renegade Ogre uh, is the 140k player. The Renegade Minotaur is actually 150k. The Renegade Ogre has a stat line of 5MA, five, 5 Strength, 4 plus AG, 5 plus PA, and a 10 plus AV. Boneheaded, loner, mighty blow, thick skull, throw teammate. Again, standard Ogre. And again, I-, I really like the Ogres. All three of these big guys are you know, they're not really any different other than their access to mutations, which is great. Um... And I think they're all solid picks, my favorite being the, the Minotaur.
1: <laughs> well, we're about to get to my favorite big guy.
0: <laughs> that's right. They have access to, to one more big guy, and that's a Renegade Rat Ogre. They've got a Skaven big guy they have access to. It's 150k. They have an MA of 6, a Strength of 5, AG of 4+, plus. they don't have a passing stat, and an AV of nine plus, they have animal savagery, which is one of my favorite skills. When I read about it, <laughs> frenzy <laughs> loner four plus mighty blow and prehensile tail. Uh, so let's talk about that animal savagery. Animal savagery <laughs> is, is a nigga trait where uh, they're going to roll a die. I believe it's uh, it's similar to um, unchanneled fury, right? Like if it's not yeah. a blocker or a blitz, it's a two plus.
1: It's it's kind of a uh... Let's call it a combination of uh, the old wild animal with a little bit of bloodlust thrown in there.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's a great way to put it. So uh, it's it's like wild animal, except if you fail, uh, good news, your turn's not over. Bad news, uh, you're going to punch an ally who's adjacent to you. <laughs> and uh, it's a straight armor roll. So... Yeah, so animal savagery uh, means if you fail that what would otherwise be a wild animal roll, if there's an ally adjacent to you, you're going to have to uh, knock them down and, and roll for armor and, and, and injury and casualty.
1: Maybe that's what the orc is good for.
0: <laughs> a hard to take off the pitch. <laughs> He's just he's just there to satiate the rat ogre. <laughs> just a <it> punching bag. <laughs> he also has a prehensile tail. Why don't you explain to us what that does?
1: Oh, that just makes it one harder to uh dodge away from him as I recall.
0: Right. Right. So uh pretty good skill against nimble teams that uh, like to dodge a lot. Um, it can be good for uh, forcing. Uh, it can be good for reroll control, right? Like if you if you get a mark that you know the, the opponent really wants to dodge away and needs to keep the drive alive, uh, you can force them to spend a reroll. Um, I think prehensile tail is, a, I don't want to say underrated, but often misunderstood as not as valuable as it really is in my opinion
1: yeah and anything you can do to make it harder to uh run away from a strength 5 player is pretty good in my book
0: mhm 70k for rerolls that's a lot those are expensive rerolls
1: yeah that might be a good uh reason to have the human thrower pop uh some leader on them
0: yeah yeah that yeah that's a that's a good good point um get basically a cheap re-roll um really a, get a get a re-roll without spending any money um yeah i don't i don't really know any i, I cannot envision how this team's supposed to play <laughs> so I've
1: gone up against a team of this on tabletop and uh it really lived up to that chaos uh name
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you glean any uh, it sounds like it sounded like the strategy was just Pure madness.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, the dark elf was was decent, and uh, those those big guys were definitely a force to reckon with. But there were definitely a few turns where the team just fell apart, and I could see that mm. happening a lot.
0: Yeah this this seems like a tough one to play. Uh, tier two. I I don't know, man. <laughs> that seems. Seems lower tier to me, but uh, I don't know, maybe in the hands of a good player. I mean, it's all new stuff, right? So, there's going to be years and years and years of players figuring these out and, and using their uh, their own play styles to try to come up with uh success on these various teams. So, I look forward to somebody picking up a Chaos Renegade team and proving me wrong and showing me that they're actually devastating.
1: Yeah, I could see it being pretty good a little long or uh, a little down the line where your players get some of those. Uh, skills and you're not quite so just <laughs> only having animosity.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think any team with access to mutations naturally is going to get better at higher TVs in my opinion.
1: Not having block on any of the players I think hurts them pretty bad.
0: And that animosity is just nuts. <laughs> it's yeah. nuts. Uh, Alright, well, uh, the next team... That's going to be in Blood Bowl three at, uh, at release. Is dark elves? Uh, GW calls them a tier one team. I I can't really argue with that.
1: Yeah, they're still great.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they seem that way. It uh, doesn't seem like a whole lot has changed for them. Uh, it looks like the big change for elves in BB twenty twenty is just that passing stat. Um, if anything, the assassins got a little
1: cheaper. So.
0: Yeah, I think assassins were ninety k in in uh, BB two can't remember but the first player they have access to are the dark elf linemen they can pick up 12 they cost 70k being elves all of their players are fairly expensive uh ma of six strength of three ag of two you're going to see that across the board because they're elves pa of four and ab of nine plus they have no skills to start with they have access to agility and general skills in their primary bucket not a bad lineman um AG of 2 is really great, as we've seen time and time again. 70k is really expensive, though.
1: Yeah, they're fantastic as runners, and they're a little harder to take off the pitch than some of the other players, so they're good on the line as well.
0: Yeah, uh, Dark Elf teams have access to runners. They can pick up 2. It's uh, 10 more K for this player as opposed to the lineman. 80k, they have an MA of 7, strength of 3, AG of 2, PA of 3+, plus and an AV of 8+. plus. They have the dump-off skill. Dump-off means that uh, before they take a block, they can do a quick pass for free. So, or not take a block, but before they are blocked, they can do a quick pass for free. They can just dump that ball off. They have access to uh, everything. Well, I shouldn't say everything, not mutations. But they have access to agility, general, and passing skills in their primary bucket. Um, that's probably their biggest biggest bonus, I would say.
1: Yeah, the passing skill access is great for them
0: mm-hmm. um, these runners for 80k uh, I, I think it's worth it I mean I think they're pretty good you do trade you trade one AV for an MA I think it's a decent trade um, I, I can't imagine you're going to see a lot of Dark Elf teams that don't have at least one runner on them
1: yeah it's it's a really good positional
0: four blitzers the Dark Elves can take their 100k per blitzer ooh that's pricey they have an MA of 7, Strict of 3, AG of 2+, PA of 4+, plus, AV of 9+, plus. they have the block skill as most Blitzers do. They have access to ability, uh, agility and general skills. What do you think about these Blitzers?
1: I think they're wonderful. Those uh, skill access, or the skill access that they can get, and just having block to start with, really good combat player.
0: Yeah, they have access to uh, agility. That means... Uh, Twelve SPP, they can pick up uh, Dodge, yeah. Uh, six SPP, they can pick up Dodge. I'm so sorry, six SPP, they can pick up Dodge. That's right. Um, if you're getting, if if you're, if you're gonna roll the dice... well, literally roll the dice, you can go for three SPP. <laughs> 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 but yeah, getting a blodger quickly is uh, always really good. I think uh, any any player that can pick up or become a blodger on this first level up. I think is a good player. hundred uh, K is, is pricey though. Yeah, I'd say it's worth it. Sure. Uh, two assassins they can pick up. We've seen assassins before the dark elves, uh, have access to assassins They're are 85 K. They have an MA of seven strength of three, AG of two plus a PA of five plus an AV of eight. Plus they have shadowing and stab. They have access to agility and general school skills in the primary bucket. Uh, not a whole lot has changed between Blood Bowl Two and Blood Bowl Three in this regard. Shadowing, uh, one of my favorite skills in the game, Shadowing means if somebody <laughs> dodges away, you are going to roll a d6, you're going to add that to your movement allowance, uh, you're going to subtract your opponent's movement allowance, and if you get a 6, or if you roll a natural 6, you're just going to follow right into the space that they vacated, and you can do this over and over and over again. What a great skill.
1: Yeah, and they used to be movement six for ninety k. Now they're movement seven for eighty five. I think we're gonna see more assassins on the pitch.
0: Oh, that's a wonderful, uh, a wonderful, uh, uh, buff for them. I think. Yeah, you didn't see. You would sometimes see an assassin, but you, for example, uh, in the current season, I don't think any of our dark elf teams have an assassin, right?
1: Yeah, and with strength access on their secondary, I guess that means. multi-stab is going to be a lot more common.
0: Yeah, so the stab skill uh, allows them it's basically um, a straight armor roll, so you don't have to make the block skill but more importantly, stab is safe so if you fail the stab roll uh, you're it's not a turnover.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I believe multi-block is still in the strength skills.
0: Uh, that's multi-block, so that lets you take a, another block for what again? Um you with
1: stab you basically just get two stabs with multiple block, so
0: yeah, so it seems like multiple block has remained the same, but stab is better um and uh and so I think you're right I think we'll see uh we'll see uh multi stab almost certainly on this player, yeah, I would definitely try it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, final positional that the Dark Elves have access to are the Witch Elves. They can bring two of them, 110k, very pricey player. They have an MA of 7, a Strength of 3, an AG of 2+, plus, a PA of 5+, an AV of 8+, plus. they have Dodge, Frenzy, and Jump Up. We've talked about Dodge and Frenzy. Jump Up means when they stand up, it does not cost them 3MA to stand up. They can also, because of that, they can take a block when they're prone. Normally, you can only take a Blitz when you're prone, because you have to basically move to stand up. If they want to block when they're prone, they roll a d6 first. Uh, and they add it to their AG, I think. Um, and if they pass the AG roll, or actually, I think it's just a straight AG roll. Um, and then if they succeed, they can just stand up and block like normal. I think jump up is a wonderful skill. I think it's a, a fantastic skill, especially on a player that has a lot of MA, uh, like a witch elf with an MA of seven.
1: And dodge it makes them a really good, uh, deep threat for scoring.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, A, uh, uh, uh A. <laughs> ability or agility and general skills are what they have access to in their primary bucket 50k for re-rolls that's cheap that's cheap uh they don't need a whole lot but uh if they need them <laughs> they can buy them
1: well it's the only thing on this team that's cheap <laughs> that's,
0: that's very true <laughs> next up we're going to talk about dwarves dwarves are back because of course they are they have uh They have a number of players. I think they're all the same from uh, BB2. Their special rules are Old World Classic and World's Edge Super League. Their cost changed a little bit.
1: Uh, The Troll Slayers are 95k instead of 90, and the Runners are 85k instead of 80. So a little harder to start up, but still a really solid team.
0: Mm hmm. Tier one team, uh, according to GW, and I, I cannot argue with that. Their linemen are the dwarf blockers. They cost 70k. They have an MA of four, a strength of three, an AG of four plus, a PA of five plus, an AV of ten plus. They have access to block, tackle, and thick skull. Tackle means, uh, tackle negates dodge is basically what tackle does. That hasn't changed here in BB 2020. They have access to general and strength skills in their primary bucket. Um, decent linemen. I mean, Nothing has really changed here, right? They're sl- uh, Dwarves are slow, um, but uh, they're very, very resilient. They all have thick skull. They all have that big AV of nine plus or ten plus. They've all got. Uh, uh, well, they don't all have block, but uh, generally they all have block. Um, I think we got one
1: passing, but you're not really going to pass with them anyways.
0: Yeah, so, they're dwarves. They I, don't pass. <laughs> they're good for soaking up hits. And them out too. Yep. They can field two runners. They cost 85K, as you mentioned. They have an MA of six, a strength of three, an AG of three plus, a PA of four plus, an AV of nine plus. They have sure hands and thick skulls. Sure hands gives you a reroll in picking up the ball. These are the fastest players on a dwarven team with an MA of six. They have access to general and primary skills. Again, not a whole lot has changed here except for their uh, costs, as you mentioned. Uh, Decent players in my book. Yeah. Blitzers, they can get two blitzers. They're 80k. They have an MA of 5, a strength of 3, an AG of 3 plus, a PA of 4 plus, an AV of 10 plus. They have block and thick skull. They have access to general and strength skills. Uh again, uh decent players. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, hard to take off the pitch and uh
1: yeah, slightly better speed. Not bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, dwarves have not gotten any worse in my opinion. Um, the Troll Slayers, uh, you can pick up two, they're 95k, they have an MA of five, strength of three, AG of four plus, they don't have a passing stat, they have an AV of nine plus, they have block, Dauntless Frenzy, and Thick Skull, Dauntless means when they take a block, they roll a d6, they add that to their strength, if they meet or exceed the player they're blocking strength, then they can treat their strength as the same as the player they're blocking, and what all of that means is that they can block players of higher strength, and just typically just need the one assist to make it a two die block. Very very good skill. They have access to general and strength skills. Uh, Troll slayers uh, again with frenzy, with dauntless, with block right out of the gate. Um, decent speed, uh, decent strength, decent AV. <sighs> really good, really good players. But they can't pass anymore. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh no! Sink. all the passing troll slayers (laughs) final up on a dwarf team is the uh, is the big guy the death roller you're gonna have to tell me if this is any better because as we all know I do not like death rollers they can pick up one they cost a zany amount of money it
1: got 10k more expensive and uh, it's basically the same except now you have Dirty player plus two.
0: That's true. So uh, death roll is 170k. Ma of four, strength of seven, an ag of five plus. They don't have a passing stat. Uh, they have an av of eleven plus. Why don't you explain the skills and traits on this on this piece?
1: Well, uh, oh, break tackle did get worse in this How edition. So? Um, I believe it's a straight uh, two plus better for their agility role now, instead of uh, being based on the relative uh, strength. So, uh, I mean, it's still not terrible, like breaking it off at a 3 plus or so, which I believe is what you'd need now. But, yeah. Uh, Dirty player plus 2. We love stomping players. It's even better now. So it's a plus 2 uh attack on their armor roll when you decide to foul them and uh that's that's just great it's like having someone next to you you could get a plus nine on your uh it's
0: like it's like having two assists really right
1: i yeah i guess so yeah i was thinking of it as opposed to dirty player plus one but yeah Mm. it's like having two assists and uh <laughs> yeah i mean on a secret weapon player that's going to get called off at the end of the d- end of the drive fouling with it is not a terrible idea especially when you have plus 2 to take that player out um it's also got juggernaut so if you're blitzing with it you can turn one of those both downs into a push result um loner 5 plus is Decidedly worse than uh, <laughs> than the loner four plus that most of our other players have. It's got mighty blow plus one, no hands, so it's not taking the ball, and then stand firm.
0: Yeah, so so the death roller in my mind, right? So it has no hands, so it can't handle the ball, but it's not going to handle the ball anyway. It has a massive strength of seven. You mentioned break tackle. Break tackle is going to give him plus one if. Um, if their the strength is four or less right and it's a plus two if it's more than four okay that's cool they've got dirty player which i think is great so this basically gives them two assists on the foul i think you you were bang on when you mentioned you know you have a secret weapon secret weapon means that you only get one drive on the pitch you can keep them out on the pitch uh with a bribe or i guess you can even uh, argue with the ref now right to try yeah. to keep them on the pitch um but generally speaking you're gonna have one drive with them, so you'll see if anybody, for some maniacal reason, takes a death roller on their roster, you'll see them uh, foul with this player because they have a lot of strength. Dirty player gives them that plus two assists on the foul. Okay, that's awesome, right? That's so good. Um, Juggernaut is really good, too. Juggernaut basically is going to negate those skills, uh, in addition to what you mentioned. It's going to negate those skills, uh, like stand firm, where players can, uh, can hold tight and and exert pitch control. And on top of that, they have pitch control themselves because they themselves have stand firm. So these are great skills. Uh, they have access to strength. Uh, they have mighty blow, mighty blow plus one. These are all fantastic. The problem with them, in my opinion, are, is twofold. Secret weapon, 170K. I can never see a reason, even in this, with these bleeby 2020 rules, I do not see a reason to have a death roller ever.
1: Yeah. I, I, I kind of see it as a star player that you're rostering on your team for a drive and it it's kind of cool, but I probably wouldn't take one if I were running dwarves.
0: Uh, Yeah. I, I I guess you could pay, I guess I could see a reason for death rollers. If, uh, if you just want to show off how rich you are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, Uh, Dwarves don't really have much else
1: to spend money on, so I
0: suppose. But 170k, <laughs> so you're paying the 170k, and it's counting against your TV. Uh, I hope you got a real good plan with that death roller, because <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> boy, uh, 50k for for re for a dwarven team. So a dwarven team is is a very slow, very bashy team, as opposed to the dark elf team that we just talked about. Um, in fact, I uh, lots of people used to call or would call dark elves the running elves in uh, Blood Bowl two. Uh, I would argue, always argue against that because AG two is so good. Um, probably a little more true now in uh, BB three because their passing stats are not stellar. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, so they probably they're, are. They're really, not bad though. They're certainly not bad. They can they can pass. Uh, that that's an option. Um, but I wouldn't really call them a passing team. Whereas a dwarven team, they don't they don't pass. No. Um, <laughs> especially not now right so uh very slow team they're gonna just open up holes and, and plod down the pitch where the the dark elves are gonna also open up holes but they they have a lot more maneuverability um to to open up those holes and, and play a little bit differently whereas the dwarves are almost certainly going to cage up and just just march in formation right just huh, 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 right down the pitch <laughs> Uh next up we have the Elvin Union. This is uh this is another Elvin team. This was my least favorite Elvin team in BB2. Uh we'll see if this roster changes my mind here. Uh GW considers this a tier 2 team? That sounds about right. They have uh linemen they can pick up for uh, they can pick up 12 of them for 60k each. They have an MA of 6, strength of 3, an AG of 2+, a PA of 4+, an AV of 8+. plus. They don't start with any skills. They have access to agility skills and general skills in the primary bucket. Uh, it's For 60k, for a lineman with uh, 2 plus AG? Mm, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad.
1: <laughs> it's going to save the rest of your team from getting punched right off the bat?
0: Yeah, the problem I have with it... <laughs> I, I understand it's 60k... Um, but not starting with any skills, whereas every other Elven team is going to start with something right or something good or something. Um, mm, it's okay, I guess it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, they can pick up two throwers. The throwers are 75 K. They have an MA of six strength of three and AG of two plus a PA of two plus and an AV of a plus they have the pass skill. They have access to agility, general and passing skills. This is a great thrower in my opinion.
1: Oh, it's definitely one of the best.
0: AG2, two, PA2 two with the pass skill and access to whatever, whatever skills your little heart desires. Yeah. I think it's pretty yeah. great.
1: It's a monster passer.
0: Catchers. They can pick up four catchers, each at 100k. They have an MA of eight, strength of three, an AG of two plus, a PA of four plus, an AV of eight plus. They have catch and nerves of steel. Nerves of steel, that only triggers on throws, right? That means when you're marked on a throw, uh, you don't have the negative modifiers when you throw the ball. Does it also How apply it, to catches?
1: I'm pretty sure it does.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, nerves of... So nerves of steel is a great skill. Uh, nerves of skill... Nerves of skill. Nerves of skill! Nerves of steel uh, let you ignore the negative modifiers for being marked on catches, passes, and interference attempts. So uh, I was going to say 100k for this catcher might be maybe 10k too expensive, but now I'm thinking... They might be pretty decent catchers,
1: yeah i this is another team that I faced on tabletop with these rules, and after they got a few skills, those catchers were just impossible to to knock down, and uh <laughs> they could basically go anywhere and catch the ball whenever they wanted,
0: and they can have four of them, which is yeah. madness,
1: yeah. Make all of these blodgers, and they are just disgusting.
0: <laughs> if they last that long. <laughs> Elvin Union can pick up two Blitzers. They cost 115 k They're an MA of 7, a Strict of 3, an AG of 2+, plus, a PA of 3+, an AV of 9+. plus. They have Block and Sidestep. They have access to Agility and General Skills as their primary bucket. Um, Standard Blitzer with Sidestep and kind of pricey. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Just one skill away from
1: uh, Bludge as well, and they're just really obnoxious. <laughs>
0: That's very true. Very true. Fifty k for uh, rerolls for Elven Union. Um, my big problem with Elven Union in Blood Bowl two was just they were they were the skillless the skillless elves. I don't know. I think these are these are good elves now.
1: <laughs> this is a pretty yeah. solid roster. And they they're one of those teams that just gets beastly once it gets a few skills under its belt
0: yeah it seems like they it seems like they're probably going to excel probably at mid tv i would say um at low tv they're they're missing a few skills but pick up a few more maybe at higher tvs I, they might get outclassed by some of the more specialist teams but uh i think they're a pretty solid team it looks like um and one i'd be very interested in playing i think
1: yeah i think once high elves make it back into the picture they might be a little bit of a better uh, choice for elf players, but until that happens, I, I feel like Elven Union is a really solid choice.
0: Yeah, these are the only two elven teams that are going to be in Blood Bowl three to start with: Elven Union and Dark Elf. Um, so yeah, uh, with just those two options, I think they both they both have a, a slot, right? They both have a a need that they fill and um, are both completely viable i love humans humans are my favorite team in blood bowl guess they, what uh, they have hmm they're better now really well
1: in my opinion. well that's good to hear
0: <laughs> okay well that's good to hear i'm i'm glad <laughs> uh, uh they have access to the linemen 16 linemen they cost 50k uh which is not expensive at all they have an ma of six a strength of three an ag of three plus a pa of four plus an av of nine plus they have access to general skills. Decent linemen, I would say. Um,
1: yeah, not a bad lineman.
0: Yeah, they don't do anything great, but uh, they they don't really have any big weakness in my opinion, and they're cheap enough to be uh, to be easily replaceable. Uh, they have access to uh, throwers. They can get two throwers. 80k uh, they cost. They cost. Uh, <laughs> they cost 80k. But their ma is six. Their strength is three. Their ag is three plus. Their PA is 2 plus, their AV is 9 plus, they have pass and sure hands, they have access to general and passing skills. Um seems like a thrower to me. Seems like a wonderful
1: thrower to me. Passing on a 2 plus now? I mean, sure. You, sure.
0: With pass skill? Yeah, I don't have a lot to go on. Alright. So so, so <laughs> far. With these seven teams we've talked about, it's like, oh, our passers all two plus. But now I'm looking at Imperial Nobility. No, they're not. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Just think, uh, throwing with your thrower before it was a three plus with a reroll, and now it's a two plus with a reroll.
0: Sure. Uh, Yeah. So so great thrower, (laughs) wonderful thrower. Uh, Catchers they can pick up four. Sixty five k is not expensive. At all for a catcher, in my opinion, they have an it's MA of eight, strength
1: 5k of... more than it was before, but not bad.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I thought catchers were great on human teams before. Uh, MA of eight, strength of two, AG of three, plus PA of five, plus an AV of eight. Plus, they have catch and dodge, they have access to agility and general skills. And you know what that means that means blodge is not far behind for our oh, dear yeah. human catchers. <laughs> I love human catchers with dodge, block, and sidestep, and I can't see that changing here.
1: No, they're still a really solid catcher.
0: I like to field at least two of them. Um, 65k is not bad. Uh, Four blitzers human teams can take. They cost 85k. They have an MA of seven, a strength of three, an AG of three, plus a PA of four, plus an AV of nine, plus they have the block skill, as most blitzers do. They have access to general and strength skills. Again, Not a bad piece. And 5k cheaper. Hooray! (laughs) Uh, Decent speed, decent stats. They come with block. Uh, They don't have access to the agility bucket, but that's okay. Uh, You can scale up Blitzers in a variety of ways. Um, And if you really want to pick up that dodge, you can just take it out of the secondary.
1: Yeah. And Blitzers with uh, Mighty Blow or Guard? Really solid.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. New to human teams, they can pick up three halfling hopefuls, super duper cheap players at 30k. They have an MA of 5, a strength of 2, an AG of 3+, a PA of 4+, an AV of 7+. plus. They have dodge, right stuff, and stunty. They have access to agility skills. Human teams can now chuck a halfling, yeah? Yeah. I, I think this is a great addition. For only 30k,
1: you've got a Fowler... You've got a one-turn threat, and yeah, humans never had this much versatility before.
0: Yeah, this basically brings them down to, uh, you'll often hear me talk about uh, teams that only have to go three-quarters of the way down the pitch. Humans now have that option, right? So long as they have an ogre and a halfling, they can chuck a fling, and if he lands on his feet, they can score. So um, it, it makes their drives a lot better a lot uh not safer but uh it gives them a lot more options on their drive they don't have to constantly keep thinking about uh i gotta go forward i gotta go forward i gotta go forward they don't have to go forward so much now
1: yeah and now you don't have to worry about the uh ogre eating your goblin or (laughs) troll eating your goblin i mean (laughs) that's right because they're they're always
0: hungry (laughs) that's right they're big they're big guys an ogre they cost 140k uh, they're expensive. They've always been expensive. They have an MA of five, a strength of five, an AG of four plus, a PA of five plus, and Navy of ten plus. They're boneheaded. They are a loner at four plus. They have mighty blow, thick skull, and throw teammate. They have access to strength skills. Uh, I like picking up ogres on a human team. It doesn't look like that's going to change for me. Some people don't. Um, I, I think this is a solid roster for humans. I, I like every single one of these players.
1: Yeah, and uh, unlike the troll slayer. Your ogre can actually pass.
0: That's right. That's right. He has a five. He has a five plus to pass, but he really just needs the quick pass, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna fling a <laughs> fling, you just need yeah. a quick pass to do it. Um,
1: yeah, I think having having that access is just so fun. Mm-hmm. It makes makes the human team just a little more. Uh, I don't know. Versatile. It makes it. A, a little more unique compared to the other teams?
0: Yeah, I, I think it does add more versatility. Yeah, more versatility to human teams. And that was the name of their game to be from the get-go, right? Uh human teams are a jack of all trades, master of none. You can see that on their roster here. They have you know great throwers, great catchers, great blitzers, their linemen are decent. They now have the half-lanes, they all fill a, a role. And if you're a counterplay player, if you like to uh, in fighting games, we call it downloading. If you like to download your opponent, you know, you spend a few turns, maybe a whole half, just figuring out how your opponent's playing against you, what they're doing. And then for the rest of the game, you, you force them to make those mistakes, right? You're like, Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're trying to do. I, I have the tools as a human coach to play against your weaknesses, right? To, to, uh, disallow you from leveraging your strengths, right? If you're a bashy team, I can run around you with, uh, I can play like a more agile team. If you're an agile team, I can play like a bashy team. Uh, that's my favorite part of humans. And now they just have that extra, that extra tool in their kit to make them all the more versatile. I think they're uh, great. GW calls them tier one. I don't know if I, I can agree. argue with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 50K on rerolls is uh is pretty cheap. It's as cheap as it comes um and they're um probably gonna stick to around three, three rerolls, i think um but yeah I, I look forward to playing humans um in fact i'm probably gonna start bb3 with a human team because <laughs> i love <laughs> humans <laughs> yeah definitely tempting mm-hmm. next up are the imperial nobility i'm gonna call these guys new brett i guess yeah kind of yeah very much into that counterplay still GW calls them tier two. Uh, 70K on the rerolls. Very expensive rerolls. Their special rule is also old world classic, uh, as the humans were. Their alignment, they can pick up 12. These are their imperial retainers. They're pretty inexpensive at 45K. They have an MA of six, a strength of three, an AG of four plus, a PA of four plus, an AV of eight plus. And they have that old Brett Fend. They have access yeah. to general skills. Basically, uh,
1: kind of hobgoblin but with fend not yeah not great but for 45 really can't ask for much
0: yeah they're very much a, a brett lineman in my opinion um they can pick up two throwers imperial throwers they've uh, they cost 75k they have an ma of six a strength of three an ag of three plus a pa of three plus an av of nine plus they have pass and running pass which is a new skill uh, running, running pass, pass is
1: really going to be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, I agree. Running pass means that on a quick pass, you can take that pass at any point during your turn. So you can uh, I'm sorry, at any point during your movement. So you can typically when you pass you have to move first and then pass. Uh running pass means if it's going to be a quick pass, hey, no worries. You can move a little bit, quick pass and then continue moving. Um I think it's yeah. a really interesting skill. I could you with know,
1: their with their A v of nine I could see them being used to pass the ball off and then mark one of the players that might go after the new ball carrier
0: yeah, in a game uh like blood bowl that's very heavy on on uh like board control right it's it's very much like a war game in that respect like uh, I need to have players in certain positions. I think running pass is a great is a great skill uh because Uh, basically what you're doing with a running pass is you have a player who has the ball and you're basically swapping your players, right? So you have a player who has the ball, you're giving that ball to someone else. So now your player with the ball is somewhere else and the player who had the ball can now get into position to wherever he needs to be. So I I think this is a really really good skill to pick up on uh, what I'm going to continue to call a Brett team. Yeah. Two blitzers, the Imperial nobility can pick up. They're 105k a piece. They have an MA of 7, a strength of 3, an AG of 3 plus, a PA of 4 plus, an AV of 9 plus uh, 9 plus. They have block and catch. Again, very similar to Brett. They have uh, agility and general skills in their primary bucket. 105k for block and catch.
1: Very expensive.
0: <laughs> yeah. You are getting catch on a on a blitzer, right? So you're getting catch on a player that's not strength two. Uh that's not bad. Um, but man, 105k, that's a lot of money. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I think they're just really expensive, but definitely being one of the only players that has block,
0: you're gonna need them. Sure. New to this uh totally not Brett Blah uh, roster, our bodyguards, <laughs> they can get, pick up four of them, 90K. They have an MA of six, a strength of three, an AG of three plus, a PA of five plus, an AV of nine plus. They have stand, firm, and wrestle. They have access to general and strength skills in their primary bucket. Uh, man, Brett was always a pitch control team. These bodyguards are pitch control players. I think this is a great addition.
1: Yeah, I could see them being really hard to get past.
0: Wrestle, uh, wrestle makes them more resilient. It keeps the drive alive a little longer as well. Uh, stand firm lets them exert, you know, exert control on the pitch. It lets them stay put, even if, uh, often with a block, you're not, uh, you always want the pal, but if you can't get it, um, I guess you don't always want the pal, but, uh, if you can't get it, a push is often just as good. You're, you can open up holes that way. Uh, stand firm can just shut that down. So uh, I think these are great, and especially great for their price. Finally, they can pick up the big guy. Uh, it's an ogre, and uh, it's basically the same as a human ogre. 140k has an MA of five, strength of five, AG of four plus, PA of five plus, an AV of ten plus. They're boneheaded. They are a loner at four plus. They have mighty blow, thick skull, throw teammate. They have primary access to the strength skill. Uh, they don't have anybody to throw with throw teammate unless it's uh, unless it's a star player or something. Um, but still otherwise, I think they're a decent uh, decent big guy. This is another thing that Brett did not have access to,
1: yeah, I feel like it's a good addition to that roster, and I'm curious to see how Imperial nobility shakes out. I haven't played with the Imperial nobility team yet, and yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know if it's as good as the uh, Black orcs as a as a new team, but Heaven options is always great.
0: I'm going to I'm going to say right now that I don't think they are, but I do think they are definitely better than Brett is in Blood Bowl Two, and I would love to see a coach like Cliveus pick up imperial nobility and see what he can do with it. I bet you, I really think uh, I really think he he'd look at a team like this and probably probably think to himself right? Because I, I haven't played Brett at all. He's probably, he'd probably look at a team like this and go, oh, yes, that's exactly what I need. Bodyguards. Or, oh, yes, Ogre would be great. Um, so I, I'd really be interested to to see what Clifius, uh thinks of his team. I hope he picks up Blood Bowl 3 on release just so I can see him <laughs> pick up Imperial Nobility. So yeah. yeah, and,
1: man, I feel like the Brett team really did need some sort of big guy or something to make it a little more interesting. So,
0: Think it's a good yeah, cap. Brett's a real tough team. Brett's a real tough team to play, especially at low TV. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily bad. Um, I do think they're not at their best at low TV. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think these are, these are good additions to what would otherwise be a, a Brett team. Next up is Nurgle. Uh, well, they're Nurgle. <laughs> GW calls them tier two. <laughs> they're basically the same as the
1: old Nurgle, but just worse at passing.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, their special rule is that the, they're the favored of Nurgle. Um, this gives them access to uh, a special type of of uh, I'm going to call them apothecary. I don't remember what they're called though.
1: Plague doctor.
0: Plague doctor. This gives them access to plague doctors. Um, 70k on their rerolls is really expensive, and the plague doctor is in is a replacement for the oppo Um. So far, okay, whatever. Uh, 12 rotter linemen is what they have. Um, they are 35k apiece. That is dirt cheap for a lineman. Um, they have an MA of 5, strength of 3, AG of 4, plus, PA of 6, plus, and AB of 9. plus. They have decay and their plague written. They have access to general mutation skills in their primary bucket. Decay means that uh, they're going to get a plus 1 to their uh, casualty rolls. And Plague Ridden is basically a Necro for Nurgle, right? Plague Ridden, uh, works like, like Necro with the added restriction that you can't take a, can't take a player with Decay. But otherwise, if they, if a player who is Plague Ridden kills a player that's strength four or less, he's not stunty, he doesn't have regen and doesn't have Decay, then he will become infested (laughs) and play for Nurgle. So, uh, very gross.
1: You know, these guys might be slightly better in some ways than the old Nurgle linemen. They're How so? only they're only thirty five K now as as opposed to forty K. And decay isn't quite as punishing. Yeah, it it used to be that you'd take uh two casualties instead of just one and now now it's just one, but it's one worse than it would be before
0: right on the casualty table now it's a it's a d16 um just like the old game basically the higher you go up in numbers the worse the casualty is in the old game you took two uh decay made you take two casualties uh now you just get a plus one so you just kind of get bumped up the ladder a little bit which is much much less punishing um i mean I, i look at these linemen and i I really struggle to find any fault on a lineman who costs 35 K. I mean, it's 35 yeah.
1: K. I mean, you used to be able to uh, handle the ball a little easier uh, like passing wise, but now it's on a six. So
0: yeah, it's the <laughs> first six plus passer. I think we've seen so far. Um, that means they're not passing. I mean, they can
1: <laughs> a six,
0: <laughs> six always succeeds, but boy, <laughs> Uh, four pestacores can be taken on the roster as well. We've seen those before in Blood Bowl 2. They cost 75k. They have an MA of 6, a Strength of 3, an AG of 3+, plus, a PA of 4+, an AV of 9+. plus. They have Horns, they're Plague-ridden, and they have Regen. Regen means if they take a Casualty, they roll a D6 on a 4+, they don't take the Casualty. They just go back into the Reserve box. Uh, they have access to general, mutation, and Strength skills in their primary bucket. Um I... I've, I find it hard to find fault with these players too.
1: Yeah. It's probably one of the better players on the team and it got 5k cheaper.
0: So. Mm-hmm. I think Nurgle really needed some help in uh blood bowl too. I, I think they were probably a bottom tier team um, yeah. in blood Bowl too.
1: I don't think that's changed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see the next uh, players they have are the bloaters. They cause 115 K. They have an MA of four strength of four uh ag of four plus a pa of six plus and an av of ten plus they have disturbing presence foul appearance plague ridden and regen they have access to general mutation and strength skills in their primary bucket disturbing presence we've seen that before in blood boil 2 that's uh that's going to allow them to uh inhibit the passing game right correct and foul appearance is going to allow them to uh uh stop blocks on a one right so uh, foul appearance means if they're if they're about to take if they're about to eat a block, they roll a d6 first. On a one, the player that is trying to block them down is so so disgusted by their appearance they they choose not to. They're like, I'm not I'm not touching that. You see, he has plague ridden, <laughs> gross. Um, really, ha- not much has changed for Nurgle in this regard. Uh, very similar uh, players here. These guys did get more expensive, also. Did they?
1: Yeah. They used to be 110, and now they're 115. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) They're the best players
1: on the team, and uh, they got more.
0: Yeah, the problem is, uh, boy, for 115k, uh, I mean, Strength 4 is great. AG 4 is not great. AV 10 is great. Passing skill is terrible. Uh, Disturbing presence is good situationally, right? It's going to depend on who you're up against in your competition, uh foul appearance is fine like I'd never like I'd never pick it up i think um it's it's just i I don't know man <laughs> like you're not getting a lot yeah. for your money in my opinion
1: no, you're really not although as with the other players you do have mutation access so
0: it's that's true not terrible you could turn them into somebody that you that you want you can turn them into anybody that you want really uh finally they have access to the big guy the rot spawn 140k this used to be called the the nurgle something the only thing i can think of is sarah jessica parker (laughs) not the actual (laughs) beast of nurgle not the actual sarah jessica parker the player in season two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah Jessica Parker. I apologize. <laughs> uh, the Rot spawns 140k, has an MA of four, a strength of five, a AG of five plus, does not have a passing stat, and an AV of 10 plus. They have Disturbing Presence, Foul Appearance, they're a Loner at plus four, Mighty Blow, Plague Ridden, Really Stupid, Regen, and Tentacles. Uh, and then they have a strength skill. Uh, do you know what Tentacles does? Because I don't remember what Tentacles does.
1: Uh... Tentacles is the one that uses your strength skill to make it harder for other players to run away from you.
0: Huh. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, is 140k it's, fine? I don't. I don't know. It's. I'd say it's
1: really good on a big guy. You use the rot spawn as pitch control and basically gum up the pitch with them.
0: Yeah, you you uh when you have a strength 5 player, uh just keeping in base to base contact is usually where you want to be. 70k for rerolls is very expensive. Uh I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I I don't I'm not convinced really. I think uh Yeah.
1: I I think with the uh with the lack of piling on now that you can't do claw, mighty blow, piling on on a team really hurt nurgle the most.
0: Yeah, I I I don't see them being very good. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be proven wrong uh when Blood Bowl 3 comes out. Uh next up, the nurgle team looks great. So, yeah, yeah. there's that. <laughs> for for some definition of great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up is probably the team that confuses me the most uh, out of these first 12. It's the Old World Alliance. Uh, oh. They have the Old World Classic <laughs> special rule. GW calls them tier yeah. one. I, are I they? <laughs> I highly disagree.
1: Actually, I believe the, uh, the FAQ bumped them down. Uh, ah. so, uh, I can check that if you want.
0: Uh, no, I believe you. <laughs> uh, first off, there's 70k for their for their rerolls, very expensive rerolls. Uh, let's talk about the linemen and then we'll talk about how weird they are. So this is another uh, what I'm going to call a legal mixed team. Um, but their their mix is more humanoid than uh, the Chaos Renegade. Their linemen are humans. They can pick up 12 of them. The old world humans. They cost 50k. They have an MA of 6, strength of 3, AG of 3+, PA of 4+, AV of 9+. They have access to general skills. Uh, they don't have access to any traits. Okay. It's a fine lineman, I suppose. Here's, here's the rub. They have access to, uh, let me count, uh, 73,000 different positionals. Um, and for for most of them, they can only pick up one. So let's go through what they have access to here. They can pick up an Old World Human thrower. They can hold one of them on their roster. They're 80k. They have an MA of six, a strength of three, an AG of three plus, a PA of three plus, an AV of nine plus. They have animosity to all dwarves and halfling teammates. That's a little uh, <laughs> a little spoiler for what you're about to hear. Uh, they have pass and sure hands. They have access to general skills and and uh, and passing skills as their primaries uh okay i guess (laughs) i don't (laughs) all right uh they can pick up an old world human catcher they can only pick up one of these 65k ma of eight strength of two ag of three plus pa of five plus av of eight plus again they have animosity to all their dwarf and halfling teammates they have catch and dodge they have access to agility and general skills Uh okay, so right now I'm thinking to myself, why why don't I just go humans? Right? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Then they have access to the old world human blitzers. They can pick up one of these. 90k, and they may have seven, strength of three, AG of three plus, PA four plus, A V nine plus. Again, they have animosity towards all their dwarf and halfling teammates. They have block, they have access to general and strength skills in their primary bucket. Uh, I'm still unconvinced uh, as a player that I wouldn't want to go human instead, but maybe I'll change my mind because now we're going to talk about dwarves that they have access to.
1: <laughs> Speaking of the Blitzer, though, uh, he's 90K here where he's only 85 on the human team and uh, does not have animosity.
0: Right. He's cheaper on the human team and not a racist. So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh Old World Alliance has access to 2K uh, – uh, chaos dwarfs. it has access to two old world dwarf blockers they come in at 75k they have an ma of four a strength of three an ag of four plus a pa of five plus and an av of ten plus they have arm bar arm bar brawler loner plus three a uh, three plus and thick skull they have access to general and strength skills uh do you know what arm bar does armbar it's like mighty blow if
1: the other player dodges away and falls on the ground
0: right so if a player tries to dodge away you, you can imagine this player just just sticking his arm out right and just whack whacking him um that's not bad um brawler we've talked about before that's not bad either loner three plus if you're gonna have a loner um three plus isn't bad but he's a loner you know what i mean like um uh,
1: huh. I Yeah, I feel like this is the best player on this team and having loner on him is just terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I I don't <laughs> I don't know what to make of this team. In fact, all the dwarves that we're about to talk about are loners. Um they have access to an old world dwarf runner. They can pick up one of those, they're 85k MA of six strength of three, uh, an AG of three plus, a PA of four plus, an AV of nine plus. They are three plus loner with sure hands and thick skull. They have access to general and passing skills. So now, as a player of the game, I'm just plain confused. So I see these humans. (laughs) I'm like, what? Human, the human team's better, but I have access to these dwarves. I'm like, okay, maybe they're better. They're not. They're loners, And they don't even gel. They don't seem to gel with the human play style, right? Like, like the dwarf blockers, they have an MA of four. What are they going to do? Like they're just slowing
1: down your team. Fall behind. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> Can't even throw them.
0: <laughs> you should be able to throw the dwarves. <laughs> they can pick up one old world dwarf blitzer for eighty k. It's an MA of five. A strength of three, an AG of three plus, a PA of four plus, an AV of ten plus. They have block, loner pl- uh, three plus, and thick skull. They have general and strength skills in their primary bucket. I, I mean, I am still unconvinced. Like, just pick up. If you're going to pick up this many blitzers, pick up human blitzers, right? Like, why? Yeah. Why? I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, finally, the final, uh, the final dwarf they can pick up is a troll slayer. This is a little interesting, I think. Uh, They can only pick up one. They're 95K. They can pick up – they have an MA of five, a strength of three, an AG of four plus. They can't pass – or rather, they don't have a passing stat. Nine plus AV. They have Block, Dauntless, Frenzy, Loner three plus, and Thick, Skull. They have access to general and strength skills. It's interesting to have a Frenzy player, right? Troll Slayers are just good players. This is a Troll Slayer with Loner though. Yeah. Uh, I just don't get this team. Uh, next up, <laughs> they can they can pick up uh, two halfling hopefuls, an old world halfling, hope, uh, halfling hopeful. They're thirty k. They have an MA of five, a strength of two, an AG of three plus, a PA of four plus, an AV of seven plus. They have animosity toward their dwarf and human teammates. They have dodge, right stuff, and stunty. They have access to agility skills in their primary. Uh Fowler, somebody for a a, a big guy to chuck, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, what a weirdo team. They have access to two big guys. They can only pick one of them. One is an ogre, which we've seen before 140k, MA of 5, strength of 5, AG of 4, plus PA of 5, plus AV of 10, plus they have bonehead, learner 4, plus, mighty blow, thick skull, throw teammate. They have access to strength skills. Pretty standard ogre. Um, or. They have access to a treeman, an alternate forest treeman, for 120k, and an
1: expensive treeman.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 120k for the treeman has an A of two. Uh, as tree men do a strength of six an ag of five plus a pa of five plus an av of 11 plus they are a four plus loner with mighty blow stand firm strong arm take root thick skull throw teammate and timber they uh, have <laughs> access to strength skills timber's a new one and i've already forgotten what it does i uh,
1: i believe it was in uh the tabletop blood bowl 2016 as i recall and basically if you're Tree man gets uh, knocked down. You could use uh, an adjacent player to help them get up.
0: Yeah. So timber, timber gives them a plus one for uh, assists basically when they stand back up. They only have an M A of two, which means uh, they have to roll to stand back up. And timber makes that a little bit, uh, a little better. Tree men are almost certainly going to have somebody adjacent to them. Um, Take root is their nega trait. Uh, well, one of their nega traits. Uh, they roll a d six before <laughs> they take their action. If they roll a one, they are staying put for the rest of the drive. Uh,
1: I, uh, the the halfling treeman doesn't have Leonard, does he?
0: No, I don't think so. Um, but I know I know Nick Satan in the league. He was a uh, season season one league champion. Uh, he hates treatment. He thinks take root is a terrible negatrate. I am on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum. I think it's a great nega trait because your treatment, uh, you know, they have a massive strength. Strength of six is is wild. Um, they can exert pitch control. Um, take root means that their negatrate does not remove their tackle zones, and I think that's huge. Your treatment are so slow that they're probably not moving all that much anyway. The problem here is that you can't take two; you only have one. Yeah. Um,
1: I and I feel like loner is
0: just so terrible on that too. This is a team full of loners. Like we're basically talking about a mixed ogre team, right? Like, like you're going to fail a roll. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> it's not as it's not as bad as it's not as bad as an ogre team with boneheaded, but you're going to fail a roll at some point. And on this team, that's it. That's going to be the end of your drive. Um,
1: Yeah, I feel like this team in general is just worse than Chaos Renegades, which is the other one. But this is a
0: tier. This is a tier seven team. (laughs) Like
1: I, I don't think did get bumped down to
0: tier two in the
1: uh, May twenty twenty two, Irata.
0: Yeah, I. I don't think any of the players gel. Uh, I think loner on so many pla- loner and on animosity, right? So many negative traits that affect, uh, affect like actions or, or roles or like it's it's too much. This is this is. I think you take old world alliance if you want to punish yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's no longer just, like the fun of a stunty. It's like yeah. the frustration <laughs> of a of a bad team
0: <laughs> you pick up all world alliance if you want to spit in the face of nuffle if you say you can't harm me nuffle <laughs> uh, if, next up we got too
1: easy <laughs> world alliance.
0: uh yeah so next up we have orc teams uh orc uh orc and humans these are when you buy a A new box of Blood Bowl. These are the two teams you get in the box. Uh, This is a Tier One team according to GW, and uh, uh, off the cuff, I'm not sure I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, They can bring uh, 16 linemen at a cost of 50k. They have an MA of five, strength of three, AG of three plus, a PA of four plus, and Navy of ten plus. Uh, They have animosity toward their fellow linemen. (laughs) What on earth? so
1: i feel like on this thing the animosity is kind of a flavorful thing <laughs> it's so, so funny. it didn't really make any sense on the old wheel world alliance you you could see like orcs uh fighting over the ball amongst themselves <laughs> if they get it.
0: so it looks like orcs have taken a little bit of a nerf here on the linemen doesn't really matter too much but i i find that very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they primary access to general skills, 50k linemen, uh decent spat, uh, stat line, and the passing stat. Um, that's almost uh, a decent passing stat. Uh, almost certainly, uh, that's almost certainly the mechanical reason for the animosity. But, uh, otherwise, otherwise pretty decent, decent, uh, piece in my opinion. Uh, they have access to two throwers, 65k for the throwers apiece, they have a uh, MA of 5, strength of 3, an AG of 3+, plus a PA of 3+, an AV of 9+. plus. They have animosity towards all their teammates. They have pass and sure hands. They have access to the general and the passing skills here. So do you, is this going to betray a nerf to orcs to, to force them to run more?
1: Uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, usually you were running with the ball on your thrower anyways, and now they're 5k cheaper so i don't see it being that big of a negative on this team
0: yeah it looks it's, like they just really want to they really want to make you uh really second guess the pass um, yeah. and i'm i'm okay with that I, I mean i don't i don't think it hurts them too much at least so far um orcs but, were always good you know, at like punching holes
1: and running down the yeah ditch, so
0: solid running changed. team before Yeah, um, they could, they could threaten the pass, um, before. Uh, now they still, still can, but it's just a little more risky. Um, they have access to four blitzers at 80k, uh, ma of six, strength of three, ag of three plus, pa of four plus, and av of ten plus. They have an, they have animosity towards all their teammates. They have the block skill. They have access to general and strength skills in their primary bucket. Um, still good pieces, I think. Uh, they have a lot of speed.
1: I think these are one of my favorite blitzers in the game.
0: Yeah, they're, they're very resilient. Um, they have the block skill. Their passing skill is not bad either. Um, they, again, just hampered by that animosity. Uh, so far, all these pieces are, are very solid. The Black Orcs seem to have been replaced by biggin blockers. They can pick up four of them at 90k. They have an MA of 5, a strength of 4. Ag of four plus. They don't have a passing stat. They have an av of ten plus. They have animosity toward themselves, animosity to other uh, big and blockers. Primary access to general and strength stats. Uh, what do you think about the, these pieces? Well, they're ten k more
1: than they used to be, but now they're faster, and mm-hmm. you're not really going to be passing the ball from one big and blocker to another one. So, I don't really see that being a problem. So, I I think it's a great uh, bump up.
0: Yeah, uh, still has the strength of four. Uh, AG is decent, uh, super resilient. Uh, I mean, I, I can see, I can see with my game design eye what they were doing with this team, and I wholly approve and appreciate it, um, while still keeping the orc team very competitive. Like this is so far an outstanding roster. They have access to four goblins at forty k a pop. MA of six, strength of two, AG of three plus, PA of four plus, AV of eight plus, dodge. Right stuff, stunty. We've seen it before. They have access to agility skills in their primary bucket. Man, um, what, what do you think the use is with the goblins? Oh, they're wonderful
1: fowlers, and they do give you that one-turn threat.
0: Yeah. Uh, as with uh, most of these teams that have a, a player like this, 40k for a fowler, why not, Right. Um, and you, you're going to have a big guy that you can uh, chuck this player who has the right stuff, and uh, that's going to cut the, the pitch length down by a quarter, right? And when it, we say uh, cuts it down by a quarter, uh, you'll get that you'll get that quick pass or the short pass off, um, and then if the player with the right stuff lands on their feet, they're going to have typically six ma at least uh, to score. Uh, there's 13 spaces between the line of scrimmage and the end zone. So that basically cuts that down in, in in half. So once you get halfway down, or once you get three quarters of the way down the pitch or halfway down one half of the pitch, um, you, you have to really start considering the fling, right? Considering the goblin toss, considering the halfling toss, and really starting to protect against it. Because unlike a pass... Uh, generally speaking, if they land on their feet, they're going to score. Yeah.
1: And the other thing you can do with them is use them as ammo against someone's cage.
0: That's true. You can just chuck them at a player. (laughs) (laughs) It's (laughs) certainly a thing you can do. Um, And again, at 40K, why not, right? You're almost always going to have that money in the treasury to, to replace them.
1: You can have the one big or two on, on the
0: bench just in case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, that's a great point. You can have one or two on the bench, and it's really not increasing your TV by all that much. The big guy on an orc team is an untrained troll as opposed to the black orc team. Uh, 115K, an MA of 4, strength of 5, an AG of 5 plus, a PA of 5 plus, an AV of 10 plus. Uh, as most trolls are, they're always hungry. They're a loner at 4 plus. they they haven't. They don't quite have the training to get along with other players like a like a black orc uh, train troll. They have Muddy blow, projectile vomit, really stupid regen, and throw teammate. They have access to strength skills. Um, just a just a slightly weaker train troll. Uh, otherwise, yeah. a solid solid big guy.
1: And compared to the original troll, you're paying five k to get projectile vomit, which I think is going to be just a lot of fun against some of those dodgier teams
0: yeah having a built-in stab uh chainsaw stabs that we've decided to call it a built-in chainsaw <laughs> stab um i mean that's great that makes these that makes these big guys uh really threatening in my opinion um yeah 60k for rerolls. uh not super cheap but not super expensive Again, GW calls this a tier one team. Uh, I, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, it looks like they've skewed it a little more to the running game. Orcs have um have, have usually been a running team. Uh, they could threaten the pass. They still can. It's a little more risky for them. But otherwise, uh, I think every single one of their positionals are, are very solid, and I think this is going to be one of the top tier teams in the game. Yeah, I agree with that. Final team is Skaven. Uh, our everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite rats. Uh, they're back in blood bowl three. Uh, I love this team they, so much. <laughs> GW considers them a tier one team. I haven't even looked at the, the roster yet, but I, I'm not going to disagree. I would be, it's a I tier would be one floored. <laughs> I would be floored if they weren't, uh, re-rolls are cheap at 50 K. Their special rule is underworld challenge. Uh, their linemen, they can bring 16. The Skaven Clan Rat linemen, they cost 50k, an MA of 7, and uh, spoiler, I- ignoring the big guy, this is the slowest that this team gets. MA of 7, Strength of 3, AG of 3+, plus, PA of 4+, plus, Navy of 8+. plus. They don't start with any skills. They have access to general skills in their primary bucket. For 50k, not, not a bad lineman.
1: Yeah. And, like, exactly the same as the old Skaven linemen.
0: Yeah, Skaven, uh, Skaven have been uh, traditionally very fast and very fragile. It doesn't seem to have changed here in uh, BB 2020. They have access One to nice two throwers. One nice thing about
1: BB 2020 is you're making a little more money per game, so it makes it even easier to replace all those linemen that you lose.
0: Mm, great point. Um, and you're, you're, you're making more money because uh, the more fans there are, regardless of... Uh, of who has them, you're, you're splitting that pot, right?
1: Absolutely. Skaven teams have access.
0: <laughs> Skating team has access to two throwers at 85k a pop. MA of seven, strength of three, AG of three plus, PA of two plus, and AV of eight plus. They have passing sure hands. They have access to general and passing skills. Man, 85k for this thrower, pretty great thrower, wouldn't you say? Yeah,
1: it used to be 70k, but passing on a two plus with a reroll is just i'd say well worth that 15k bump
0: i agree oh here here are the the pieces i loathe the gutter runners (laughs) they can still take four of them they're 85k a piece they have an ma of nine a strength of two an ag of two plus a pa of four plus an av of eight plus they have the dodge skill they have access to agility and and general skills mercifully in bb 2020 uh (laughs) they're uh their highest MA is nine, right? They can't get to 10 or can they get to 10? That
1: is correct. They only get to nine.
0: Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you, GW. <laughs> thank you for your grace. <laughs> so uh, we're not, we're not going to be seeing uh, uh gutter. Run- we're probably not going to be. See- well, no, we're definitely not going to be seeing gutter runners who can naturally one turn anymore with a uh, sprint. But m a of nine is still ridiculously fast, and you can bring four of them for eighty five k uh well worth that cost in my opinion.
1: Oh, absolutely. they they're still just like the best receivers you can have in the game, I think mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, they they are fragile. Uh, I mean most most catchers are. Um, every, every player on a Skaven team is, is pretty fragile except for the blitzers. We'll talk about them next. The blitzers they bring two, they cost 90 K. They have an MA of seven strength of three an AG of three plus a PA of nine. Uh, I'm sorry, five, plus, PA of nine plus a PA of five plus <laughs> and an AV of nine plus. They have the block skill. They have access to general and strength skills. Uh, the only player on a Skaven team to start with block personally, I think they're essential. What is your opinion on these blitzers?
1: I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. Again, uh, they cost ninety k, but I I still think they're worth it. Uh, you get you get that bump in AV from uh, I was about to say from seven to eight, from eight plus to nine plus, which is a big difference. Uh, decent AG, decent strength, fantastic movement. They have the block skill to start with. Um, they don't have primary access to agility, but you can certainly just you know you can you can pick Save it up. up a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really, really good players, in my opinion.
1: And mutations on secondaries as well on the whole team. Oh, that's a
0: great point. Yeah, all of these players have access to mutations on secondaries. It's um, even which, easier
1: to get those two head gutter runners now.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna cost you a little more, but but uh, boy, you can you can pick it up uh, whenever you want, right? You just gotta get the SPP for it. Uh, the rat ogre is the big guy still for the Skaven, te- uh, Skaven team. A hundred. 50,000 gold to pick up a rat ogre if you want one it's an MA of six strength of five an ag of four plus no passing stat and nine plus on their armor value they have animal savagery which we talked about last week frenzy loner four plus mighty blow and prehensile tail they have primary access to the strength skill what do you think about these rat ogres
1: i think the rat ogre got even better than it was before, like we were saying before, with that animal savagery instead of wild animal. There's nothing that is keeping you from uh, completing that blitz that you're going to take. So you just have to have a player around to punch. (laughs) Do you think they're worth 150k? Absolutely. I'd I'd say even more than they were before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, I mean, I have... Very little bad to say about this roster. I I think nothing has changed strategically for Skaven. Um, They're still super fast. On offense, it's going to be really hard to stop them from scoring. They're just going to scurry around everywhere. On defense, they're probably just going to stay at arm's length, screen out. Um, If if the offense puts themselves in a bad position, you might see some gutter runners. It doesn't even have to be gutter runners. You might see some players... Uh, start to apply pressure on one or two sides of the cage and then force the opponent to uh, have to make a die roll he doesn't want to make and, and, and uh, you know, commit a, commit an error. Um, oh, uh, did we
1: mention that their rerolls got cheaper too? They're only... Uh, we, we mentioned how fast they were. Now.
0: Yeah, we mentioned how cheap they were, but not that they got cheaper. Yeah, I mean, that's... What can you say? I mean, cheap re-rolls are always great, right? Like... Uh, this is just a, a, a fantastic team. I I yeah I I agree. I think they're still tier one. I think they're still top tier. Um, I really have nothing bad to say. They it doesn't seem like a whole lot of nerfs came Scaven's way.
1: No, not at all. Just basically the gutter runner is not being able to be quite the best player on on every pitch. Uh,
0: <laughs> not being able to. To guarantee a one-turn touchdown on their team.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like they just made the uh made the team just a little more balanced and fair. And I think that's a great great thing.
0: Yeah. I, I mean I I still I mean, yeah, the one-turn gutter runner was ridiculous. I didn't think it was necessarily broken in Blood Bowl 2, but I, I think this does I think I agree with you, this does make it just a little more fair. They still have all their strengths, and that is matched up with their their primary weakness is their fragility, and I think that's a totally fair trade off. Um, and I think they're still going to be one of the better players, uh, one of the better teams in the game of Blood Bowl. So now, now that we've talked about the 12 starting teams in Blood Bowl 3 that releases on February 23rd, over the course of these last two episodes, um, do you see, uh, do you see the tiering? Of these teams being shaken up a bit between blood bowl two and blood bowl three i don't like i see a little bit i feel
1: like uh mainly humans and orcs are gonna get a little bump up from where they were before and maybe a slight bump down for dark elves but i feel like in general the tearing is going to be pretty similar
0: yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I, so I I look at these 12 teams, I think Skaven, top tier. Dwarfs, top tier. Dark Elves, top tier. Um, that's always been the case. Uh, orcs, uh, I would consider them top tier in Blood Bowl 2. Uh, in Blood Bowl 3, I mean, they're just better, right? So top tier. Um, I always considered humans a little better than I think most coaches do in Blood Bowl 2 and the LRB 6. But I think now... I think now it's, it's hard to question that they're top tier, right? With the, the changes they got. I think they're just, they're just a lot better than they were. Um, so I I think you're right. I think the humans got a a pretty good bump. I think they needed it. I think their big weakness in Blood Bowl 2 was the fact that, uh, once they got around to mid TV, all the specialist teams could just out specialize the humans. The humans advantage is being a jack of all trades. And, uh, when you, when you end up loot when that doesn't help when you're up against you know, you know Saruses that are strength five and and uh, skaven that are ma ten and stuff, uh, then then you've basically lost your entire toolkit, and uh, I think that it seems like it's been fixed here. So yeah, I uh,
1: think another thing that's going to be a big change is that it is going to be way harder to see strength five players that have uh, or strength five. Like, uh, soruses and strength for humans and whatnot.
0: It's, You're going to see a lot less uh, characteristic upgrades in BB three. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, and capping the movement was definitely a good idea in my, in my mind, and I I feel like the teams that benefit from skill ups are going to just be a little better there are going to be fewer kill teams because uh can't do uh, piling on mighty blow and claw on the same character and
0: yeah rip
1: yeah it i think it's a good change
0: it it really yeah. needed a nerf um all these teams. Uh, black Orcs, uh, i think seem really they, they seem good chaos chosen uh, still seems fine to me as compared to, uh, Chaos. Chaos Renegades, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Elven Union, uh, seems better than they were in BB2. Imperial Nobility seems like a better Brett. Nurgle, no. <laughs> Old World <laughs> Alliance, uh, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, everybody else has gotten, uh, it's not even, it's not even so much that they got to bump up. It's that they, it's, the game has been tweaked to allow their, their strengths to shine and their weaknesses to kind of hold them back. And, and that's really what you're looking for, right? You're, you're looking for this balance on your teams. Like, I can do this really well, but I'm really weak at this. So how do I mitigate that? Um, and I think we're going to see, I suspect in Blood Bowl three, we're going to see a wider array of races. From a strategic standpoint, you know, we will often see people play different races just because they want to try something new. But I think in Blood Bowl 3, we're going to see people play different races because they think they're genuinely good.
1: Yeah. And I <laughs> I think there's just going to be so much more uh, customizability with the way that the SPP system got overhauled that it's just going to be everything more personalized for for the players.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't have to roll those dice anymore. Um, I agree. Um, and I think that, well, that'll make it easier for people to find sort of their own play style. And they'll, you know, I, I know we have certain coaches in the league that will that pour over the skills and they'll go, oh, you know what? I bet you this is a good combo. Uh, and I look forward to seeing that. So uh, I'm excited for Blood Bowl 3. Um Are you getting it on release day? Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I look forward to it. Uh, we'll get some games in. <laughs> I've got two tabletop
1: uh, leagues that are about to start up again, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to be playing a lot of
0: Blood Bowl. Oh, amen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I look forward to playing Blood Bowl 3. Uh, we will have some uh, streamed matches of some sort. Of course, they won't be uh, season matches um but there'll be something uh we haven't quite nailed down what it'll be yet but we're going to stream it we're going to st- stream it on uh, launch day as well and we'll stream it throughout uh throughout our season here while we uh finish out the season blood bowl too uh i look forward to it i look forward to everybody uh learning the new rules and uh you know all the new actions i think uh i think jumping when you move is a great new action uh as you said, I think the SPP system is really nice. Uh there's more money to go around. All these teams of these twelve teams, uh the vast majority of them look uh look totally viable. Uh and I'm excited I'm excited to see where uh, where the future takes us with Blood Bowl three.
1: Yeah. And I think we should all be glad that uh that the Skaven team didn't get the uh weeping dagger. <laughs> that they were supposed to get in the last edition. So <laughs> Oh what's the weeping dagger? <laughs> uh basically, uh you would be able to uh re roll a casualty into a mist next game on uh on a gutter runner uh hurting someone. So <laughs> it was it was basically something just to mess with leagues and I'm um, Super glad it didn't get included.
0: Oh, that sounds revolting. (laughs) Why would they do that? (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me once again, Artificial Bunny. Uh, All right. Thanks for having me. Been a pleasure. And uh, I'll uh, I'll see you on the pitch, I guess, in Blood Bowl 2 and Blood Bowl 3. Man, that's not going to be confusing at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good news. The play to actually play them is fairly similar. It's just some nuance that you're having to keep in mind.
0: Well let's let's hope I can keep it in mind. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for this episode. You can watch the Mid-Atlantic Mauling League on Twitch at twitch.tv slash 0 2 that's E-V-A-U-N-I-T, the letter O, the number 2. And watch archive games on YouTube at Blood Bowl Mammal. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.mammal.club, that's M-A-M-L dot C-L-U-B. You can also follow us on Twitter at Blood Bowl underscore Mammal, Mastodon at Mammal at mas.to or on Facebook at Blood Bowl Mammal. Play Blood Bowl! You can play Blood Bowl online via Cyanide Studios Blood Bowl 2, Blood Bowl 3, or in Games Workshop's tabletop form at your friendly local game store. Be kind to each other, forgive everyone, praise Nuffle, and may he bless your dice.